0: The reason that IT is really part of the customer experience is because customer experience is the sum of every single touch point that a customer has with a company.
1: Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, The show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tunn. Customer. Even in this day and age of digital transformation, ask an information technology professional who their customer is, and many will still answer, the business. My customers are the other departments, the other employees of the business. However, one of the key pillars of digital transformation is customer centricity. Those leading the charge of transformation, like Jamie Lee of Wabash National, even talk about the customer's customer. How do we change our mindset? How do we focus on the customer? Today, we are joined by best-selling author and the CEO of your iconic brand, Allie Cudby. Allie's body of work is impressive. The New York Times, Animal Planet, founder of several startups, and best-selling author. Her career has been focused on, you guessed it, helping businesses put the customer at the center of all they do. Welcome to the show, Allie.
0: Thanks. I'm really pleased to be here.
1: Allie, I, I know I just ran through at least a summary of your journey, but I think it's important for our listeners to understand the path from the Times to your iconic brand. What led you on this journey? What drove you forward?
0: Well, it has in its own weird zigzaggy way been a linear journey. So let me explain what that means. I graduated from business school and ended up going to the New York Times and joined their corporate strategy group where we acted like an internal consulting team for the company. And I ended up being put on a project with the customer service center, the call center, which was, you know, not the super sexy division of the company. We had stuck our call center folks in a windowless warehouse out in New Jersey, and lo and behold, our customers who called into the call center weren't getting awesome service and they weren't having a great customer experience. And so I was sort of dispatched to figure out the problem. And we figured out a couple of things that were really interesting. One was that we, this internationally heralded brand was paying less to work at the call center than the Burger King down the street. So we literally were getting the folks that couldn't get a job flipping burgers. And that was an easy fix. The more interesting part and what really got me started on my journey with customer loyalty and how it all fits together internally and externally is that We weren't doing the small things to make our customer service team feel like they were part of this amazing brand. We weren't giving them newspapers. We weren't even inviting them to town hall meetings and all hands meetings. So by making these small shifts in how we engaged with our team members, we were able to really transform the way that people engaged at the call center which ultimately transformed the customer experience for the people that called in and that got me hooked so every part of my career has kind of played off of that and even when in in one of my entrepreneurial startups i ended up creating a training and certification program for of all things lingerie retailers in the art and science of how a bra fits a woman's body and you know that's a whole story for another day
1: but <laughs> I've heard that story on another podcast
0: <laughs> it, it's a fun one um, but what what ended up happening was my custom my customers the lingerie retailers would come to me and they would say this is so great our our customers are literally, crying tears of joy in the fitting room because they're so happy with the fittings that they're getting. And I would say, that's great. Now, what are you doing to make sure that these customers remain long-term and loyal? And they would be confused by that. They would say, well, I'm just going to keep giving them great fittings. And I knew they needed more because customer experience is a whole company endeavor. And I think that's kind of what we wanna talk about today, Um, but that's really what launched this company, your iconic brand.
1: Well, and doesn't the customer experience evolve? So in in other words, at the beginning, the fitting may have been enough to uh, attract these women to the brand and and to the store, but you've gotta do more than that to continue that because the customer wants more, their needs change, right? So there's gotta be part of that as part of your whole program.
0: Well, sure. So taking lingerie retailers as an example, you know, the retailers want customers to come back every six months for new bras. That's kind of the the industry expectation that women should replace their bras every six months. Well, women don't do that. For the most part, you know, if women have bras that are five years old, they're thinking, yeah, it's still pretty good. So they as customers have a really different expectation than the retailers. And so what do you do to trigger those women to want to come in sooner? You know, it's, you can't just rely on them thinking about you and that transformational fitting, you have to go to them. And remind them of all of the positive feelings that they had in that experience so that they are inspired to come in, so that they are inspired to buy more and stay longer and refer other people, which is how you get that sort of exponential growth from a great customer experience. And that means you've got to get everybody on board. It's all of the ways that you communicate with customers from advertising to emails that you send out to you know, making sure that the experience is consistent for the next time that they come in. So that requires you know, a lot of really thoughtful approaches to customer experience.
1: I can hear a lot of our listeners right now that are saying to themselves or or even saying out loud, hey, I thought this podcast was about IT. What are we doing talking about bras? And I have to laugh because for a while I was CIO for Goodwill Industries here in Central Indiana, and one of the mission outreaches that we had was an organization called Nurse Family Partnership, which worked with first-time expectant mothers who were at risk because they were in poverty. And I can't tell you how many meetings as CIO I sat in, in which we were discussing breastfeeding. So you can never say never that the topic won't come up in your IT career. But one one of the things that I do know about a lot of IT professionals, brand, brand awareness, brand loyalty is not something typically at the top of the mind of the IT team. If you ask any IT person what they do, they will say, I'm in IT. They probably won't say, I'm in retail or I'm in manufacturing. So, Ali, why is focusing on brand important to IT?
0: Well, the reason that IT is really part of the customer experience is because customer experience is the sum of every single touch point that a customer has with a company. So even those lingerie retailers, they never thought that they were gonna be in the IT space. And yet they find that they have to be really on point with every technological touch point. You know, if they send out an email and instead of it saying, dear Jane, it says, dear put name here. And by the way, that happened happened recently with somebody. Um, That is a barrier to trust. And so the IT department has an incredibly important job to make sure that every single technological, every single touch point is serving the customer at the same level that everybody is aiming to the same sort of bullseye of connection with the company. So, you know, IT has an opportunity even with the chat bot that, a customer yeah. might engage with. Well, you can have that be generic. And hey, let's face it, most companies do. But wow, what a difference when, a, when the IT department feels so bought into the customer experience that they start to say, hey, you know what? We can customize this chatbot so that it is aligned with our brand personality. And that is going to improve in these subtle, almost subconscious ways, the customer's level of trust with the company. And it's definitely going to improve the customer experience.
1: So when most people think of of customer retention, customer loyalty, those seem to be issues that fall to either the sales team or the marketing team or a combination of both. How does the IT leader insert themselves into those conversations?
0: So in my experience, IT people often have phenomenal ideas about ways that different aspects of technology can improve the customer experience. But in a lot of companies, there really isn't a good pathway for those ideas to get the airspace that they need. The airtime that they need to be adopted. And so, you know, the IT folks end up giving up and they say, well, hey, you know, this isn't my job. I'll just keep, I'll just keep the ship running and nobody asks for my opinion. And I think that when that happens, it's a real disservice to the company because it doesn't give these really smart, dedicated, and oftentimes creative people an opportunity to shine. Or they here's what comes up a lot of the time is they do have a good idea and they manage to get the airtime that they need in order to share it and then for whatever reason it doesn't get exposed properly either to sales or marketing and so it doesn't get the adoption that it wants to have in order to be successful and so it dies on the vine and then it's like well you know it see it didn't work but in fact, Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to stick my neck out again. And, and and in fact, the system was not set up to allow the IT professional to succeed. And gosh, what a shame for everybody.
1: So are there new skills that the IT professional needs to acquire or at least some skills they need to hone to help them break into this side of the business, if you will? I think
0: that the, best thing that companies can do is really more on the human side than the skill set side. When companies come together and when IT departments or the tech side of companies are really brought into the conversation and everybody is getting together to solve the opportunity of customer experience and everybody brings their A game to the table and their ideas are heard and given the same kind of exposure and consideration, I think that 's the more powerful thing its it 's not so much a you know needing another certification or you know sharpening your toolbox it's it's the human interaction side that I think and, and I see that doesn 't get the opportunity to thrive
1: yeah and what, what i 've been amazed at when you look at the i t professional and you talk about what other things they do other than IT, I'm amazed at how many of them have uh, music as a hobby or art. Uh, they have that creative piece, um, but the stereotype says, oh, they're just in the back room, they, they're not creative, they're, they're bits and bytes, right? So even changing that perception of uh, the IT talent to bring them to the forefront in some of those projects uh, can be a challenge, but it can be incredibly beneficial to a company to do that.
0: It's so true. If you think about your stereotypical IT guy, and you know, I'm of course envisioning that British TV show where they're, you know, whatever nerds stuck in the basement. That's really not my experience. Um, Most of the IT people I know, and and one of my favorite husbands is an IT guy, um, (laughs) is, you know, that they have these dynamic, creative hobbies, and, and they're much, much more than the bits and bytes.
1: Yeah, well, and and I think you do bring a unique perspective to our listeners, so I want to take this to a a personal level for a bit, if that's okay. As, As our listeners know, I can be a little slow on the uptake sometimes. So Allie and I were introduced by a mutual connection, and it wasn't until we sat face to face meeting for coffee that I discovered I already knew her husband because he's a CTO, a chief technology officer. So, Ali, how has your work impacted his work and his way of thinking?
0: That's a great question. Thanks. Um, it is. It's been one of my, honestly, one of my greatest thrills to see Joe come home from work and say, you know, man, I talked about this thing that you talk about again today. And and the specific <laughs> thing that he always comes back to is that I, I talk about the importance of people feeling seen, heard, and valued. And that is exactly what we, if you look at the story that I told about the New York times in the beginning, that's exactly what we focused on. Yeah, you know, We yeah. took these call center, you know, hourly Sort of lower level employees, and we did a couple of things to make people feel seen, heard, and valued. And so, whether you're talking about your internal customers, which is your employees or the team that you work with, um, whether or not they're, you know, W2, and you talk about your external customers, which is the people that you serve, when people feel seen, heard, and valued, that is the point of being able to take. The relationship from sort of transactional to transformational. And so I love it when Joe comes home and says, You know, this thing happened again today. And it was yet another example of, you know, I had somebody who was frustrated. And when I talked to them, it was because they had tried to voice an idea and it didn't come through and they just didn't feel heard. Or I, yeah. you know, had somebody and they hadn't been getting the you know, management that they needed. I, there are so many stories that um, he comes home with that reinforce that in every department, in every corner of the world, this is a fundamental human need and want, you know, and when you, when yeah. you can create companies and, and departments within companies where people feel seen, heard, and valued, it is very powerful.
1: Let's flip the coin here. And how has... Joe's work in technology impacted your work and your way of thinking.
0: So, the the chatbot example is one that Joe actually gave me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I had been talking to him about all of these different ways that brands can use and lever all of the different components to create a cohesive voice with their customer and joe said yeah even you know using ai and chatbots." and i was like huh yeah you know, like scooby um all of a sudden my antenna went up <laughs> like say more <laughs> so that's where that came from
1: oh that's great that's great so one of the other things that um When IT professionals get together and they kind of swap war stories and stuff, one of the topics that we've talked about, uh, and I don't know, I can't remember if you and I have ever talked specifically about this aspect or not, but going back to brand and the importance of not only the IT professional having a personal brand, but the department itself having a brand within the company. Have you had experience or, or thoughts of how an IT company that may be struggling, maybe uh, doesn't have the seat at the table, how through the awareness of their brand or the change of their brand even can, can earn that seat?
0: Well, I think that when any division or any department really is thoughtful about how they serve their customer and takes an expansive view of what that looks like and the impact that they have, there's an opportunity to create a deeper brand connection. So, you know, I named the company Your Iconic Brand because I believe that when people, that iconic is not so much about the stuff that people buy, but about the way they feel about that connection. So, you know, if people feel connected to the work that you're doing or the products or services that you provide, then that's where Iconic lives. And so, you know, applying the process that I use with external customers to create that emotional connection works equally well within divisions of companies. And it just is another way of thinking about, you know, who's the customer. And how can we create goals to serve that customer really well? How can we track and measure? So, you know, one of the things that I am a big proponent of is that you don't know where you're going unless you have a real target to aim for. And so, tracking and measurement, this isn't all just, you know, woo woo and emotional connection. This is real business, and it requires metrics in order to know what's working and what's not. So that's a, that's a part of it. And then, you know, celebrating the wins. So how can you take, as I like to call it, the heart and the smart and combine them to make sure that you're aiming in the right direction? And that is a path that, you know, IT departments can go down to help yeah. share their value in, in a company and help improve their brand that way.
1: And in your work with your iconic brand, do you, do you help uh, either teams or companies define what those metrics should be and and how to measure what they're trying to achieve? Is that part of your consultation with your clients?
0: Absolutely. It's, it, you know, so many times companies get into... A situation where they kind of have blinders on and helping take those blinders off and letting them see what are some ways to track and measure. And it is different for every company. So it's not like it's the, you know, oh, check that box. It's a matter of really you know, being thoughtful about what that metric
1: might be. And I think the other thing that's important, uh, especially when I think about IT departments, is we love to track metrics in IT departments. But I, I think it's also great to understand what your customer values and track that right? Because cause uptime, for example, in, in IT, we always measure, oh, we need to have five nines of uptime or whatever it is, availability on our on our systems. And when it comes right down to it, the business doesn't care. They only care that the system is available when they need it. And that's a different perspective. So do you bring that light to that issue as well, kind of showing both sides of that coin to your clients?
0: Absolutely. And what I would say is, Companies in general, and definitely IT departments, love metrics. And so for the work that I do, it's finding the right metrics. And generally, I'm a big fan of less is more. Finding a couple of metrics that are going to be easy to track and easy to maintain so that the initiative stays alive within the company. When, when companies try and bury themselves in these smart, tracking and measuring systems that just get crushed under their own weight, that's not really helpful in the long run. So it's not about just this is the measurement that we can take, because you know that's not really aiming for the bullseye. It's what's the measurement that we should take in order to move the company in the direction where we want to go.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. So we've talked about a lot of things uh, in our conversation this morning about uh, brand, customer loyalty, getting a seat at the table to discuss these issues, metrics. Where do we start? What's the first step for our listeners? What's the one or two things that they need to do after listening to this podcast, besides rating it a five on iTunes? What's the couple of things they should do to start down this path, Allie?
0: I think the best thing that companies can do, and, and IT departments can do, is assess themselves. Take a step back and ask themselves, "How are we really serving the customer experience?" and "And what are we doing today?" and "What is our opportunity?" And you know, maybe some of that means asking other departments. Um, you know, getting a sense of you know, what could we be doing in a a bigger world? And, you know, sometimes it does help to have somebody from the outside to guide that process. Sometimes it's easier for an objective party to have that conversation uh, because the internal dynamics are challenging in the beginning. But however a company decides to move forward, really understanding where you are today and what the opportunity is, is the place to start. If I had to say, you know, what's the one thing you can do like right now is make a list of all of the ways that IT could and does and could positively impact the company's customers.
1: That is a great first step. I wonder I wonder how many IT departments have done that exercise. I, I would guess that would be a new thing for a lot of shops to do, even even though, as I said at the outset, customer centricity is at the heart of digital transformation. I think that assessment or that inventory, if you will, uh, is a great first step. That's a great recommendation.
0: The numbers, you know, the the revenue numbers and the profitability numbers for um, cultivating customer loyalty are. Pretty impressive. I mean there's there's this new research that's out, and I'm just gonna geek out on numbers for just a second, but it's (laughs) you know, my 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 heart as a geek. Um, but that's right. There's this new research that came out, and so for a while there was this idea that sales revenue tracked to the rule of eighty twenty, which in this case meant that the top 20% of your customers would yield 80% of your revenue. And in the last couple of years there's been some academic research to look into whether or not that was really true. And there've been a few studies on this topic. And so basically what the studies found was that the law of 80/20 doesn't in fact hold true for revenue. So but it but the top 20% of customers deliver anywhere between two thirds and three quarters of a company's revenue. So that's pretty good. I mean, it may not be 80%, but it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But then they went further and they started looking at net income. And the top 20% of the customers on average in these, in these studies delivered anywhere between 105 and 113% of the net income for. The companies. So, uh, and that's the yeah. reason that this small subset delivers so much, you know, overperforms net income is because companies serve so many customers unprofitably. So, anything that the IT department can do to improve that customer loyalty for high performing customers is a huge win. So, this isn't just, you know, nice to have this is directly right. connected to profitability
1: that's a great connection to make because uh, again when you think about digital transformation what what the businesses are trying to do is to generate that revenue and by focusing on those customers and that customer experience if you can reduce the cost of serving the 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 80% and increase the loyalty of the hundred percent, it's gonna be straight to the top line revenue.
0: Sure, and especially in tech companies where the path to profitability you know, takes a few years. So if you lose a customer before they've hit that profitability threshold, that's a big hit. Plus, in, you know, especially like in a SaaS environment, it's you've got uh, onboarding time, you've you you've got down, you've got time between when you've lost the customer and when you get the next customer up to a profitability level. I mean, the, the cost of turnover is really high. And you know, to your point about digital transformation, this is only the, the role of IT is only going to keep becoming more and more integral to companies at every end of the spectrum you know i i my joe and i built a house last year and when we moved in we were having trouble with the thermostat and so we called the hvac guy in so i'm deliberately picking a super low tech example here uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. so we called the hvac guy in and he's basically looking at our system and we have a smart thermostat and he's saying i don't know how to fix that so you have incredible disruption <laughs> in the uh-huh. HVAC industry where, you know, the furnace is still the furnace. Like that hasn't changed and the, the mechanisms, the guts of the house haven't changed. There's still those rectangular silver tubes going right. everywhere. The yeah, are going yeah. everywhere. Yeah, ducks, right, that's the word. Um, and, <laughs> but because the thermostat has changed so much, it's kind of putting everybody in this weird, disrupted, confused role. So now even HVAC companies need a smart IT component to what it is that they're doing in order to provide a better customer experience. So, And it's only yeah, going to keep going.
1: There's a computer in everything. That's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, so, Allie, it has been great to talk with you as always. Is there anything we missed, anything our audience needs to know before embarking on this customer-centric approach? We
0: touched on it a little bit, but if people walked away from this podcast really knowing down to their bones that they are such an integral part of the process and that customer experience is a company-wide endeavor that absolutely needs and benefits from the active participation of IT. I think that would be a huge win for everybody. I mean, when that happens, everybody wins. Customers win, the rest of the employees win, and certainly IT departments win. I think that this is the direction the companies are going to go in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the, the companies themselves win because, as you discussed earlier, the revenue goes up. Absolutely. Allie, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time to join the conversation today. For our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links as well as contact information for Allie and myself. This is Jeff Tun for Allie Cudby. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.